Hi, I'm Tally. Welcome back to Conversations on the Balcony. I have my uh, amazing good friend Shaq here. Hi. <laughs> I've known Shaq since I was 17. We actually met in college. Uh, I don't know. So Shaq, you can tell a little about yourself or how you know me or whatever you want to share. So I met Tali. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. We just call me Taliba. Like, it's weird. No, we it's, play it's good. I, I met uh, Tali when we were in college. Um, I had moved to Arizona, and we met in music appreciation. Actually, I met you before then. But you did, because you Music appreciation was poster. our real, like, <laughs> meeting ground, right? Yeah. And at first, I thought I wasn't going to be able to stand her ass, but... Here we are, 32 <laughs> years later. <laughs> Why did you think you could stand me? Because you was over there. You was like the gatekeeper to the laughter. Oh, come on. I just be finding stuff funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but um, our our relationship grew very quickly. Yeah. Very, very quickly. Yeah, we've been friends ever since. But I also want to tell you... Thank you. Shaq was so nice to gift me with a mic for the podcast. And it's a really nice mic. So I just wanted to tell you thank you. I really appreciate that. that You're really welcome. Sweet. You know, I'm here to always support you through whatever you want to do. Thank you. You've always been very supportive. You've always been a very supportive friend. So even just thank you for coming to the balcony to talk about some things. So um, what I wanted to discuss today is rejection. Because... It is something that everybody will deal with at some point in time in their lives. There is no, like, avoiding it. It's just a part of, of life, a part of the growing pains. So I just want to discuss, like, how do you deal with rejection, Shaq? I don't. I try and avoid it, actually. <laughs> same, same. So honestly, for me... I definitely try to avoid rejection. Like, if I feel like it's not going to work, I don't even go about that. And not saying that I don't take challenges head on, but mm-hmm. that's kind of, like, how I deal with, like, relationships, how I deal with, like, work. I do everything I can so that you cannot reject what I'm presenting to you. Right. So do you just, like, if something doesn't seem like it has a high probability, do you just, like, not go for it? Absolutely. So I have a great Same. story. Okay. <laughs> so when we were in college, I had like the biggest crush on Taliba, right? <laughs> oh the biggest crush on Taliba. And this is when I was trying to find myself. And I was like, oh my gosh, oh, I, I didn't like know we were going here. <laughs> I didn't know we were going here, but go ahead. But like, we used to talk all the time. And then I was just like, you know what? Because she was all about niggas with Tim's. (laughs) I'm like, this is not going to work. So, like, I I literally, like, gave you the cold shoulder. Yeah. And it was rude. But I was like, it's not going to work. I She's not going to like me. She doesn't even like girls. Um, (laughs) That is true. You know, she getting her back blown out by the 6'5 dude. Listen, (laughs) stop telling my business. (laughs) So, it was just like I walked away. And. I threw myself into something else so that I wouldn't want you. Mm. Yeah, I definitely didn't know the conversation was going here. But, yeah, like, at that time in my life, like, I was not into girls at all. Like, I was just trying to figure out who I was. Like, that was my first glance of freedom. And then, um, yeah, me and you just, like, vibed. And it was just, like, this cool, like, 
connection that we had. And, like, I did. I liked you, too. And so... I got scared. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we talk about it now. But, yeah, you... um. Yeah, you like low key hurt my feelings a little bit because I'm like I put myself out there like this is and you know I struggled with my sexuality like I struggled I was just like this can't be it like I don't know what this was I used to be crying like I don't know what this is and so yeah when and it's so ironic because I wasn't even this wasn't what popped up in the forefront of my head but you know we just go with the conversation but I think that might have been. Like, the first time I truly, honestly felt rejected by someone. And it caught me off guard because I'm like, I think she liked me. Like, we hang out all the time. Like, it's this vibe. Like, we be arguing. Like, we're a thing. And then, like, the way you just, like, discarded me. I'm like, (laughs) excuse (laughs) me. (laughs) It wasn't even, like, I was hurt. Even while it was happening, like, I was hurt. But I struggled, like, with self-esteem issues at that time, too. So it was just, mm-hmm. like, I'd rather walk away than have to deal with the pain of you being like, oh no, I don't like your ass. Like, even though we talked every day, even though we had that vibe, it was still, like, I didn't want to feel like I was forcing you into something. Mm-hmm. And I was very, very scared at that time. I was young, like. Again, this is my first taste of freedom as well, and I didn't know what I wanted. I was doing crazy shit to make sure that I like females, so... Yeah. I don't know. I think what what hurt my feelings is, like, it's, like, me and you were so cool at that time that it just wasn't even, like, a real conversation. Like I said, I remember we were coming back from Phoenix, headed back to Casa Grande to school, and me and you were in the car together. It's like four o'clock in the morning, and you're like texting on your phone. But I'm like, I'm here. I'm right here. So like, who are you texting? Like, what's going on? And I'm like, actually, like, yo, who are you texting? And you're like, oh, I'm texting. You know, the person. I'm not gonna say her name because I don't know if she wants it out there. But you know, you know, you said the person. And so I was like, oh, the girl that's on the that's uh, trying out for the basketball team. You're like, yeah. And I'm like, well, why are you talking to her? And you looked at me so matter-of-factly. You was like, because I like her. Or something. Or like, I'm ta- I'm trying to get to know her better or something. And I'm like, looking at you like, the boldness. <laughs> like, the right. boldness. We in your car. <laughs> no, I don't even think it was no, my what, car. I think, uh, Kiyosha. Yeah, I think Kiyosha was driving. Because I don't think I had a car at that time. I think I got a car to follow you. No, no, you had a car because I remember driving your car in a ditch. <laughs> you did drive my car into a ditch. But I really feel like that was the second year. I don't remember. Nonetheless. And so that happened. And so I was heartbroken. I remember I went back to my room and I was talking to my roommate and I'm just like telling her what's going on. I'm crying because I'm like, I thought me and you were like something. And it's like, I'm going through all these weird mixed emotions. And you just was like, yeah, so I like somebody else. Good luck with your so, feelings. Like, <laughs> like you figure you, that out on your own. You want to know what the funniest thing is? And I, I mean, it's funny now because we could look back on it and laugh. But mm-hmm. In that moment, as you were in your room going through all your emotions, I was doing the same thing. So I was calling back home to my friends like, yo, I really like her, but she's not going to like me. Because, again, I was struggling with myself. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you wasn't struggling that much to go find somebody else. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, I mean, let me know about these struggles. <laughs> let me know about these hard, struggles. But that's the same reason why me and her had so many issues in that relationship. Because... 
I wasn't completely over you. Mm, yeah. You know, so like I was trying to hold on to something that I never had while yeah. trying to build something with someone else. And it was it was a struggle. It was a struggle. You know what used to piss me off was I don't even want to talk about that. <laughs> Why you wanna talk about it? No, what used to piss me off and this is now that we're having this conversation, it kinda clicks on a lot of other relationships that I've had with people. It's like I feel like when someone chooses someone else, like outside of me, when they're like, oh, either like they leave or they want to go in a different direction. For some reason, I always leave like the light on or the door open, or there's always this they can come this back. way of like having some type of access to me. Yeah. And so because even it would be, I remember this night specifically when we got into that argument i came to your room yeah 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 and it was like late it was like one in the morning or whatever mm-hmm. so and it's not like we're like grown adults and like you live far you're like i'm drunk let me just stop at her house like we're at a school like your dorm was literally like 117 steps away like you could have went to your room you could have went to your room but whatever <laughs> and i remember you had came to my room and then you were like can i just sleep in here with you whatever whatever and so I'm like, okay. And I remember we're in the bed. And keep in mind, me and you've never been intimate before. Ever. Like, we've never been intimate before. And so I was just like, okay, whatever. And then, like, you would sleep in the bed with me. And then even in that moment, like, I was just like, well, why are you here? Like, it's not fair for you to, like, have chose. You literally said that. Yeah, I was like, it's not fair for you to have chose someone else. But and yet, still come back But to yet, you. and still, like, when you, when you find discomfort or you want comfort, it's like you come to me, like, to me to make you feel comfortable or for me to, like, fix your wounds. But then you go somewhere else. And so that was just, like, a thing. And I think that was the first time I had to, like, deal with that and I was just like and I remember it was a lot for me to even like be your friend and you like try to make us all be like kumbaya cool and stuff but it's like I ain't really like her and I don't think she really liked me now she's cool now (laughs) you know what I mean now that's my girl it's not an issue at all but like in that moment at 18 years old I didn't have the emotional intelligence to deal with that I just felt like you was hurting my feelings and, and playing with my emotions. And I and, think that's why you was getting cussed out all the time. And, like, even afterwards, like, after we left Casa Grande and mm-hmm. I went to Kansas, it was like, I got that karma, like, <laughs> tenfold, tenfold. When I tell you the universe. With the same me. person. <laughs> so it was just like, when I was rejected, like, the first thing that I thought of after I found out everything that was going on with her mm-hmm. and how she was now talking to my teammate and she Ooh, didn't want to be me. I was like, the fuck? Like, the first thing that really popped into my mind was like, I deserve this because I did this to Taliba. Ah. So. I never, that is so <laughs> funny. Like, I know we've never like had this conversation, but. We've always teased at it. Yeah, we did. We did. But like, it was, but we always had, like, even from that moment, like, when I left and I moved to Atlanta to go to school and you were in Kansas, like, we always, like, talked all the time. We were always mm-hmm. a part of each other's lives. And it was never, like, it was always, like, this weird energy there. But, like, we always remained, like, friends. Like, it yes. was always, like, a foundation of a friendship. But, yeah, I definitely felt rejected. <laughs> I definitely felt rejected. I definitely felt like, what's like, what's going on with me? Because it's like, and that's something that I think I struggle with now. It's like people meet me and like off top, they're just like, 
they adore me. Like right. they they like it's always like I love you, I'm in love with you, I feel this way about you. But then at some point in time it's like they change or they fall out of love with me or they stop liking me as much or they go in a different direction. So it's ironic because that's literally what your situation was where and I I still to this day I'm like well, why, if you have all these feelings, like, how do they just turn off? Or how do you just go in a different and it, direction? And it wasn't that it turned off. It was that my fear of rejection from you, which in the long run was the best decision that I made because it would have ruined our friendship. Oh, yeah. Because I was a horrible girlfriend. Yeah. I was a horrible girlfriend. Like, and I'm happy that, not happy how I treated you. Yeah. But I'm happy that we never took that step because we wouldn't be where we are right yeah, now. Yeah, no, no, we wouldn't have been. Because even like before, because and the thing about it with you and I is it was such a weird time in my life because it's like I'm 18 or what was I, 17? I you were 17. Know. I was 17, time. like I'm a kid. It's like my first time away from home. We're in school. And I never had any type of, like, lesbian, like, feelings. Like, it literally just came out of nowhere. And, like, just all the struggles that I went through trying to, like, figure out these emotions. And then it's you. And then I'm like, okay, like, I like this person, whatever. And then for you to, like, kind of, like, have shitted on me the way that you did at that time, I was just like... What the like? What the fuck? I could have like went through life without this. <laughs> like, like I could have totally avoided all of this. Exactly. And like you used to always tell me like, it's because you don't even really like girls. Like you don't even you used to always say that you don't even really like girls. But I'm like, but I liked you. Like I was trying to like figure this out with you with all these conflicting emotions and all the discomfort. So on top of me trying to figure out if I really liked women, mm-hmm. on top of me trying to figure out like where do I fit in this school, dealing with things back home and not trying to pull you into something because your mom borderline hated me. She did. So, but now she loves me. But she will act like she's never had any issues with none of my friends that were gay. She will literally, like I have a friend now who my mom, I'm not even going to get into that. But now, like, my every time my mom see her, she be asking about her. Like, is she coming tonight? She see her be hugging her and kissing her. So I'm like, do you remember when you said she's not allowed to come over here? And my mom be like, I never said that. I <laughs> she did. Say the night yes, at your did. house. I cannot go in the room with you. <laughs> Nothing. Like, your mom was like, where are you going? I was like, I'm going to the bathroom. <laughs> use the bathroom up front. Use the bathroom up front. You don't need to use the bathroom back there. But, like, all the things that I was dealing with and fear of rejection. Fear, fear of rejection with basketball because the coach didn't want me before I got there. Like I had to prove myself. To really? Like yeah, I had to beg to get my spot on the team. I did not know that. For a tryout. Mm-hmm. I had to fear rejection of my family. Like everyone always called me the black sheep of the family. So mm-hmm. dealing with that and trying to make everyone happy around me because I didn't want them to not approve of what I was doing. Yeah. So it was a culmination of all these things happening. And then I saw that I was pulling you into something that you weren't even thinking about, not just freaked out. Yeah. On top of how I felt about myself at that time, so it was. I didn't want to lose our friendship, and yeah. I, but I went about it completely wrong. Like if I can go back and change it, like I did so many things wrong in that time period, mm-hmm. instead of just being able to step up and vocalize how I was feeling. I didn't know how to express my emotions. Yeah. Like I didn't know how to 
come to someone to be like, listen, I really, really like you, but I don't mm-hmm. want to lose our friendship. Yeah, yeah. Instead, I'm like, fuck that. I'm going to act like a child, and I'm going to throw this toy in the trash because I want a new toy, and my parents are going to give me a new toy if I throw this one in the trash. Yeah, thing. yeah. And it, it was wrong, and, like, in that moment, like, as I did it, I was like, fuck. Mm-hmm. What the hell am I doing? And then I tried so hard to keep our friendship because... I knew what I did was wrong after I did it. Yeah. So I'm like, damn, I'm grasping at straws trying to make sure that we remain friends because I really appreciate it and I loved our friendship. Did you feel like I was like being like a bitch to you? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) I don't really remember that. Girl, you would, two words, like you would lock me out of Julie's room. (laughs) You would be like, don't talk to her. You would go to someone else's room to take a nap because I already knew you was in the room sleep. Yeah. So like, I think I, that's something that I deal with, like, if I feel rejected, the only way I know how to, like, deal with it is avoidance. Like, I will avoid right. the person that rejects me. I will just, I would just avoid it because it's like, I don't want to deal with it because it triggers me. Because it's like, it always brings me back to a space of, like, damn, this person does not want me. Like, this right. person does not desire me. So, and even still to this day now, like, I'm still just like, okay, I'm just going to avoid, like, if you don't want me or whatever, like, I'm just blocking you. And it's like, I try to do, like, out of sight, out of mind. And I just, like, want you to be somewhere there because the presence of you in the back of my mind, not you per se, but I just mean whoever did the rejecting, in the back of my mind is always, like, it it just, it's like, um... it's like a gut punch, kind of, mm-hmm. or it's like a little stab. It's something that pulls on me where I just, it makes me sad because I'm like, damn, like, why don't you want wrong me? With me? Yeah, then I was like, I have to see this person, and I'm always in the back of my mind. I'm like, I wonder if they know that they hurt me or if the they know. The only thing that was my saving grace was Tasha because she would let me in the room regardless. Yeah, Tasha's low key a traitor because <laughs> I'm like, you're my roommate. Or I would like, just go through Tweety's room and then just come in your room. Yeah, you did. You used to find a way to like be around me, and I'm like, why are you here exactly? But it's it's weird because after that, it was just a domino effect of rejection for me. <laughs> like, say in same. all aspects of my life, like after I did that to you, after I hurt you, it was like a domino effect of just like so. Like I went to Kansas, lost a starting spot, and then. She broke up with me. Mm-hmm. And then no one wanted me to continue to play basketball. And then I failed a class. And then, like that was the first F I ever got in my life. Yeah. It was just like back to back, back, to, back yeah. to back. And I'm like, God, dog. And then I met this girl. And we started talking. And she played the shit out of me. Oh and I'm like, God. what the fuck? Like, she played me so bad. Like, oh, oh my I'm stuck God. here. And I bought a, I got a taxi from one city to another city, and it's just like, after I get her and her friends back, they're like, oh, you know she was seeing another girl. I'm like, why you ain't telling me this before I got Hello, the taxi? before like, I uh, sent for y'all. Right, because y'all could have stayed right with y'all. Right, y'all could have had him back. come and figure out how y'all gonna get home. Exactly. <laughs> so it was just like a domino effect, and I would always think back to like, I deserve this. I deserve this. Yeah, well, like I said, this was not where I thought the conversation was going to go, but I really appreciate this conversation. It feels really honest. So, yeah, thank you um, for that. But, like, I think for me, like, I've been rejected a lot. And, like, I pretty much am the person that's like, 
I only go after things if I feel like there's a high probability of me succeeding at it right. or, or doing well because I don't handle rejection well. And that's something that I definitely have on my list of things that I'm trying to work through because in my mind, sometimes like I just don't go after things be- out of fear of rejection. Like, for instance, like even with this podcast, like originally it was me and my friend Kita who did it. And I remember when we first started talking about it and she was just like, all right, cool. We going to do it next week. And she like put everything together. She put the web, you know, she, she found the, um, the site for me, you know, for us to upload it and all that other stuff. And literally she was like, okay, come over on Thursday and we're going to record. And I feel like even though she's no longer on the podcast, I feel like she was, her whole purpose was to make sure that I did it to completion. Right. You know what I mean? She got me started because me, I would be like, okay, so we got to go through A through Z, make sure everything is in order. But when you do that, you miss out on a lot of opportunities because things aren't always going to be in order. Sometimes you just have to go for it even though there's a possibility of things not going right or rejection or whatever, but it beats just like being in this bubble. So I feel like maybe her purpose was to just like be there with me to let me know, like you got this. And so when she, you know, when she decided that she, you know, no longer could do it, it put me in a space like, okay, you already have these episodes out. Like you're enjoying doing it. You're getting a really good feedback. Just go at it. Just tweak it a little bit and like have, you know, other guests on there, do things on your own and mm-hmm. I feel like that's what helped me but I've like dealt with a lot of rejection like and this is a lot of the reason why I am very like to myself and like where I don't really like people like where I don't invest emotions there like I'm I'm a very guarded person so let me ask you this mm-hmm. what are the emotions that you go through when you do encounter rejection the first thing I feel when I encounter rejection is sadness. Mm-hmm. I immediately get sad. And then the second thing is I start to critique myself like, damn, well, what were you doing? Or why did you feel this way? And then I'll replace scenarios in my head to try to figure out where I could have like stopped or where I could have like pulled back or where I could have like avoided this. And then sometimes that doesn't do me any favors because when I'm in my head, a lot of times I'll be like disappointed in myself, like, oh girl, because in October, whoop de whoop, and that's when you should have known, you know what I mean? Or like you start playing things in your head, right. and I just I start to like kind of dig really deep into myself. So now I have to be very mindful of just like you know, rejection is a part of life and it happens and you just have to learn how to deal with it. And like I said, I don't have the answers on how to deal with it because right now I just avoid and I become like a hermit. I isolate myself Mm -hmm. and I try to just like literally like lick my own wounds. I try to like go inward and just like fix whatever that is. But then another thing on the opposite side of that, sometimes it makes me a lot more guarded where it's like I really don't want people in because Mm -hmm. I'm just like, where are my blinders? Like, why didn't, like, I know this or whatever. And then also, I'm having to learn how to believe people's actions, not just their words. Because people will tell me anything. They've, I've heard it all. I've heard it literally from A to Z. Like, I'm in love with you. Let's have a baby. Let's do whatever. I've literally heard the gamut for the person to ultimately be like, yeah, but no. Like, this ain't what I want or whatever like the rejection like leaving and what pisses me off is they always circle back 
like after some time they always circle back and it's the conversation you had like i you know i fucked up or i didn't know like how good you were or i wasn't ready at that time but by that time it's like i don't even believe you anymore because the trust that i have for you in the beginning it took a lot of gumption for me to even trust you so when you come back around it's just like yeah i feel like you just beating me in my head with some bullshit kind of so i don't know but yeah what do you feel the first thing you feel when you feel rejected i feel hurt like Mm. My feelings are hurt. Like, yeah, why yeah. did I even set myself up for failure? Like, I could have did it out there. Like, why did I do this? We could have remained strangers. Exactly. <laughs> we could have just remained strangers. And I don't even blame the other person. I blame myself. Yeah. Like, it's a lot of self-blame with a lot of things that I go through in life. I don't blame anyone else. I'm like, I could have avoided this. I could have did this. I could have this. I, I, I. Mm-hmm. Instead of being like, you know what? You're not fucked up. That person is. Yeah. You know? And then next, I feel like stupid oh girl hello a whole dummy <laughs> a whole dummy like okay so you were just out here looking goofy cool right, i feel stupid and i'm beating myself up over that and then i feel sadness yeah i seclude myself as well like for the longest time for like two years i wouldn't hang around anyone i'd be in my apartment in my room i had three bedrooms and i would be in no room besides my bedroom mm. and it's just like easy for me to just disappear you know and and asking myself those same questions that you asked yourself like what's wrong with me what could I fix what this what that and then it's harder for me to approach the next person so like for me talking to females right Mm -hmm. or talking to anybody right Mm -hmm. but females because I've talked to females most of my life yeah it's really hard because I have these internal conversations with myself she's Mm -hmm. not gonna like me she's not gonna want me she's not gonna do this and it's like i'll get ready to talk to somebody and i'm like why she's gonna be like no yeah and i compare myself to my friends like i have beautiful friends right yeah you do (laughs) (laughs) i have beautiful friends so then i look at myself like well they're not gonna you know so it, it just like i reject I get rejection before I even get rejected. So do you feel like you have like insecurity when you're I like with have. your friends? Or no, no, like, no. Okay. I have insecurities within myself. Mm, yeah, same. So I, I'm, I, I hack my friends up all the time. Yeah. I'll be like, look, I'll be trying to hook my friends up. They're like, no, no. I'll be like, she'll be fuck, she'll fuck the shit out of you. Oh, okay. She'll do See, this. Or right. she'll take care of you. Or she'll, she's a good girl. Or, you know <laughs> you what I'm saying? Like, I hack my friends up right. to the fullest. Like, I've never been that jealous friend. Like, yeah, I always yeah. want, if you're succeeding, I'm happy for you. Yeah, no, you really are that way. So, it's like, there's no insecurities with my friends. It's more so insecurities within myself. Yeah. To even stop me. But it's weird because, like, on the flip side, when it comes to, like, sports, I take on those challenges head Mm -hmm. on, which I'm like, why can't I? But I think that comes with a level of comfort. Like, you know in sports, like, you're very athletic. Like, you play basketball your whole life. Like, you know sports. Like, that's something that you're like, I can do this with my eyes closed. I can figure this out no matter what you already have. Like, mentally, you feel very, very secure there. So I think you're able to excel and just go through those type of situations like blindly. Like I can figure this out as opposed to like the other part where there's like insecurities. And like even for me, like, and I say this all the time, it's like I didn't grow up being the pretty girl. 
You know what I mean? Like I, I tell people like I literally just got fine like five years ago, and so like, Whatever. like seriously. So it's like I never like I wasn't the girl that like guys was checking for or anything like that. That's so, like, not true because when we was in college, I mean, I everybody was checking for you, girl. Listen. Let me tell my story. <laughs> Let me tell my story. And so I never felt like I was like the pretty girl or the cute girl. So now that I'm considered like the pretty girl, which is even weird. I wish you could see my face, like even weird to be considered like the pretty girl. It's like, I don't, I think it's like, I feel like I have imposter syndrome. Like the person's going to see like, oh, she's not that pretty or she's not whatever, whatever I felt before. So it's kind of like, yeah, outwardly, like I had like this glow up, but like I still have to nurture and mother the parts of me, the side of me that did not feel pretty, that did not feel value. And so I think that's a lot of times why I have and have put up with a lot of unnecessary shit because Internally, I was always seeing myself through the vision of someone that was like looked over or picked over. So now it's like I still like have those things. So sometimes I'll be like, I'll have like that, that lack mindset. Like, okay, well, let me hold on to this because I don't know when it's going to come again. And then also just like my personality. Like, you know me, I don't like nobody ever. Like, I don't ever be like, oh, I like this boy or this girl or whatever. Like, I just don't be liking people. So when I do meet someone, and I connect with them, and I like them, it's just like, oh, oh my God, this feels so good, because this never happens, so when things are going awry, or they're acting weird, or whatever, a lot of times, I will still, like, try to hold on to it, because mm-hmm. it's like, I don't know when I'm going to have this feeling again, because it never happens, because I can meet somebody, and I'm like, oh, he's cute, but then, like, it'll be one thing, and I'm like, oh my God, no, this is, I don't, <laughs> no, somebody come get him, like, I don't like him, so when I do like somebody, and I just feel like, things are just aligning it's just like oh my god I want this so bad so like the rejection it just feels like it hits me even more because it's like I don't even like people and then it's like I made this space for you and then you just like completely rejected me so then it's just like well maybe I'm really not that pretty or maybe people just tell me I'm pretty to like get to me or whatever and then like my friends are just like no like they stupid yeah they're like no like you're like bomb like not even just like you look pretty but like you your whole personality your personality you're funny like you're cool you have all these dope qualities so then like on the other side i'm like well why doesn't this person want me or why don't they act right or whatever and it's literally like girl they stupid like that's literally the answer like girl something wrong with them it's not you so but i think it's also like a blessing sometimes when you are rejected mm -hmm. because you look at that person later down the road and like, oh, they, mm-mm. that yeah. would have never worked. Yeah. That would have never worked. But I think it also offers you a level of like introspection because it makes you kind of like when you, after you get out of the feeling of like hurt and sadness and you just get to like the acceptance part of mm-hmm. like, I've just accepted that this person just does not like me or does not want me or the things that they said, like, were impulsive or maybe they did feel that way initially but they didn't really dig deep into it to know exactly what they're feeling so they just spewed something out but at that point in time then I started looking at myself and like okay what version of yourself do you need to get rid of or fix that allowed 
this toxicity or allow you because usually before you're in all the way rejected you normally put up with a lot of unnecessary shit just because you're like no I want this so bad and you're like turn your blinders on or you're trying to like mold it a certain way to make it feel differently so then that's like I'll go inward and I'll just be like okay what do you need to heal about yourself that you felt that it was okay to be treated this way or to deal with these things or whatever and so that comes later on and then once I am like healed I am better but the thing about me and I think I was talking to one of my friends today is like the reason why I like don't really I don't talk to any of my exes with the exception of one and me and him be girl okay it be touch and go but like I don't because like I said, it's always this space of they always want to have this access to me. They want all the privileges and the access that they had with me prior to them hurting my feelings or them leaving or whatever. And in that process, they don't grant me the space of just like, okay, let me just leave her alone. And like and maybe we can try to revisit this in a year or six months, whatever. Instead, right. they just keep trying to like be around, like kind of the shit she was doing, like keep trying to like be a part of my <laughs> That wasn't First a day. First of all, I wasn't trying. I did. <laughs> anyway, like we'll try to be a part of my life, but it's like I can't be your friend if I still have these emotions for you because all it's doing is breaking my heart, but you're reaping all the perks. Right. One thing and, I will say that I noticed that you said, which is amazing, is you allow yourself to heal. Where other people, they just hop from relationship to relationship or from situation to situation, Mm -hmm. not allowing themselves to heal and constantly dealing with this rejection. And it it puts you in a a form of depression. Yeah, yeah. So allowing yourself to heal and knowing that you need to heal, because some people think that they don't need to heal. Mm -hmm. They think they need to be in a relationship. They they need that connection with someone yeah. else, which ruins relationships and can cause that rejection later on down the road. Yeah. Um, but I just to piggyback on that, like, I wasn't always like that. Like, in my later years, later 20s, now into, like, you know, my 30s, like, that's when I really was like, okay, I really need to... Uh, when I have a breakup, I really need to, like, detach and I really need to heal and work through whatever it is that I need to work through I need to gain whatever lessons I need and I need to get rid of things that you know no longer served me because before you know I would be in like a situation we break up and then literally like a month later like I'm talking to somebody else and it was just only of a place because I was hurting and it's like I don't want to feel this hurt anymore so I would much rather feel something of somebody like thinking I'm fine or whatever and when you are dating or getting to know somebody in a space of like hurt you totally have blinders on when it comes to red flags. They totally have, have blinders. Somebody with uh, the little, you know, the, the flasher lights at the, yeah. the airport. Like, literally, like, it could be somebody standing there with, like, a, a red flag that's, like, 500 feet long, like, waving it. And you'd be like, uh-uh, because that's my soulmate. And it's just like, sis, that is not your soulmate. But, like... Because you're 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 unhealed and you're hurting, you're like this feels better than whatever I was going through. So then you jump into situations not even really knowing the person. Um, a lot of things that you would have like avoided or just completely cut off if you were healed, you allow to happen. And so that's when I started to learn like, okay, you need to start healing because all you're doing is taking baggage from these previous relationships into these new relationships unhealed, and you're just becoming this bag lady right. and 
one thing I noticed is like once I started healing in between relationships, like I was able to like look at things differently and look at it at like a more like objective space as opposed to like I'm lonely or like I just don't want to feel that sadness. Right. So it's like you're able to look at things and be like, do I want this? Like this doesn't even feel good to me. <laughs> but when you're already feeling like shit and then somebody comes around and they talk about you fine and you look all good, <laughs> of course you're going to be like, okay. And then next thing you know, you're with this person and they're like, fucking terrible and then you're just like how did I end up here so as I've gotten older is when I go through like a breakup like I totally just like like before I actually started dating guys um you know with the guy I was dating like I had got out of a relationship that like really broke my heart that it really forced me to grow from is during that time frame, like, I was celibate, like, I wasn't trying to date nobody, like, I literally just, like, took that time and all the energy that I had and just tried to pour it into me, because I was literally a broken person, so I tried to pour all that into me, you know, I started going to therapy, whatever, because I was like, when I do get back out there to start dating again, I want to, one, be able to present the absolute best version of myself, Mm -hmm. but I also want to go into it with the tools and the knowledge to have something that fundamentally makes sense you know what I mean and so it does not but then also another thing I'm struggling with is because my whole adult life I only dated women you know I stopped dating guys when I was 22 and I started dating guys again at 32 so for 10 years I dated women and so now I'm in this world of like now I'm dating boys like I'm 35 so these men they're men and so I feel like I'm so behind the curve like I feel like I'm like this 22 year old and I'm like dating like this 33 year old, 35 year old, you know, whatever. And it's just like, I don't know what, what am I supposed to do with this? What am I supposed (laughs) to do with this whole man? Like, I don't know what this is. So a lot of times like I do like be like, I don't know what I'm doing. So I'm just going to be myself and hopefully like this gets me places. But yeah, I do a rejection and like people think like, oh, because you're pretty, like why wouldn't somebody want you or whatever? But it's like, I don't know. Another thing I noticed is like a lot of people are unhealed. Absolutely. A lot of people are unhealed. And I I remember I had the conversation with a few people and they're like, oh, I just want somebody to make me happy. And I'm like, why are you trying to jump into a relationship to be happy? Yeah. Instead of dealing with yourself, making yourself happy before getting in that relationship. And that's an enormous amount of pressure to put on your partner to like fix all the things that are wrong with you. And I think that's a lot of the issues. Like people are damaged and unhealed and they meet somebody and they're like, okay, it's your job to fix all my unhealed traumas. And it's like, no, you have, that's what I said with, before I started, you know, dating guys, whatever. And it wasn't like I was preparing myself to date a guy. Like it totally came out of nowhere. But during that time frame, I was like, I want to heal myself. So number one, I enter into the world and I'm able to make better decisions, but I also don't want to enter into something. And I'm like, okay, I'm this damaged, broken, sad person, depressed, just anxiety up the, you know, mm-hmm. uh, up the wall, but take me as I am and fix all the things that come with me. Because I know I don't want anybody who comes with me with all this shit and they put in no effort for themselves. And they're like, well, the reason why I be talking to you crazy is because my daddy used to be talking to my mama crazy. I'm like, listen, I'm not your dad or your mom. Exactly. So you need to fix the way that you speak. To me, or you can go somewhere else like mm-hmm. whatever but it, it I just started gaining things within future in recent years but that still doesn't stop rejection but it's just I'm learning how to kind of like maybe deal with it better mm-hmm. and I, I it still feels the same to me in my chest but 
I'm learning to maybe learn from it and just accept that this is a part of life and and kind of see the blessing in it. And in the moment, like you don't, because you're just like, listen, my chest is burning. I'm sad. I can't see nothing past this feeling that I have. Mm. But at some point in time, maybe you can like take a step back and when you're sitting in it and just really reflect on what do I need to do differently? Or maybe I need to strict, you know, have stricter boundaries at times or just see things for what it is. And like really what I've taken from it is actions literally do speak louder than words, because if the actions do not align with the words, then it's just manipulation. This is true. And I'm a manipulator. (laughs) (laughs) Let me ask you this though. Have you been rejected more by men or by women? Mm, Probably women. Yeah, probably. Damn, that's a good question. Um, I would say women probably because I have more experience Mm -hmm. with women. Um, With men, like I have felt rejected by men as well, or it has happened. Um. But I don't think it's happened as frequently. And it's like, it hasn't happened as frequently. And then when it comes to men, like, to me, it's weird because it's like, I barely even like y'all. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and another thing with men that, that's weird is like, the 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 times that I have been rejected or whatever, or just things that turn out according to plan. Like, I'm not someone who pursues anybody. Like, you got to come to me. Like, I'm not, I don't put myself out there like that. I literally mind my business. Like, I'm the person that's in the corner minding their business. Everybody else over there socializing and people like, I want to talk to her. And I'm like, but I don't even give off energy like I want to be spoken to. But it's your mama fault. But it's your mama (laughs) fault, right. And so... They'll come to me and, like, be chasing me down, be, like, going hard, like, yo, I want you, I want you, I want you. And then I'm like, all right, let's get us a go. And then they just completely fumble. And it's like, you know we could have just been strangers, right? Like, you know that you could have, like, totally just, like, left me alone. I think some people, they think they want one thing. Like, oh, I want the girl that don't, that just chill, don't really say nothing. She's real intelligent. She's this, she's that. And then when they get that, they realize they don't like that. Like, mm-hmm. they like the aesthetic of it. Like, mm-hmm. oh, this is what I'm supposed to like. Yeah. But then when they get that, they can't deal with it. That's what I always tell people. Like, I probably mentioned it like 172 times on this podcast was people like the idea of me. They don't like the reality of me. So, like, the idea of me is like, yo, she's pretty. She's smart. She got her shit together. Like, she's funny. She does that and a third. But then it's like once they get with me and they realize like, damn, she really is who she said she was. Because they can't pull that wool over your eyes. Yeah, so they like, can't. So imagine you not, you needing a place to stay or you living with someone else and don't have all your shit together and they got a little bit more money than you. Mm-hmm. They can be like, well, you know, I'm taking care of you, blah, 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 blah. But when you don't have a leg to stand on, like, mm-hmm. well, I'm... Making sure you get flowers on Tuesday. Right. Like somebody literally told me this. This might have been like a month or two ago. And they were like, um, like you have like you have everything. Like you don't need a nigga for shit. Those are his words. You don't need a nigga for shit. And I'm just with I don't know how I would even fit in here. Like, you know what I mean? And right. so 
what I always tell people is like, yeah, do I need anybody for anything? Like, no, like my needs are, I can provide for myself. Like my needs are, are there. However, do I want you here? Yeah. And I always tell people like, I feel like a want is more genuine than a need because in the way I, I explain it is you only go to the gas station when you need gas. You know what I mean? You go there mm-hmm. when you need gas. But you really like Quick Trip when you go there and you don't need gas. Like, you're like, my gas is, is filled, but I just like coming to Quick Trip because I like the people who work there. Right. You know, I'm not like hanging out with them. I like laughing with them, whatever. So it's like with me, it's like with all of my needs being met, I don't need you here. But with all of those things being met, I am like, hey, but I still want your company. Right. I still want you around. I still want you, you know, to be here. I like hanging out with you. So it's not even like a situation like you're just here because I need you to pay my bills. Or I just have you here because I need you to like make me feel good. Because then they turn around and be like, oh, you a gold digger. Women only want guys to do this, that, and the third. And so, and that's, a, this is going to be a whole nother topic that you may have with someone else. But mm-hmm. That's the one thing that really grinds my gears because, like, I sit here and I look at these male, these men post posts, and I'm like, y'all sound like y'all don't even want to be with women. They it sounds like they don't even like girls. Like it right. sounds like they like they are like insane. I'm like, do you like girls? Like you probably find them beautiful and you probably want to have sex with them, but do you like them as creatures? Right. And a lot of times it be no. And they want this independent woman, but then mad that the woman's independent. They yeah. Want a woman that, you know, is feisty, but mad when you can't you, talk to her crazy. When you, when they set boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. No. So I'm like, come Th- on now. That's a, that's a real thing. And so, um, I guess like in closing, I just wanted to say like rejection is a part of life and rejection hurts. There is no way around it. It's not like nobody's like, come on, reject me guys. Like <laughs> nobody's out there doing that. However, just know that there's ways that you can deal with it. And sometimes instead of looking at the rejection as a negative, sometimes you can look at it and, and it could have been the universe avoiding something, avoiding, because sometimes you'd be rejected and then you look back later on, two years down the line, you like, girl, he look a mess or <laughs> girl, he ashy now. You like, girl, that's what you was going, right. you was going to have to stick beside him. <laughs> you was going to have to stick he beside might. him. Right. But, yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say about the topic. Uh, do you have anything left that you would like to yes, say? Yes, there is something I would like to say. Like, I've apologized to you in okay, private, yeah. but I do want to apologize Oh, my God, to you did not have to do this. I do. Okay. So, there were ma- there was many things that I've done to you in college <laughs> that I do want to apologize for. But I do appreciate your friendship, and mm-hmm. I'm happy we could overcome that milestone that we <laughs> yeah <laughs> we hit together. And... You are an amazing person. And when that person who deserves to be with you is supposed to be with you, they'll mm-hmm. be with you. But don't settle. Ever. Thank you. Thank you so much. You know you my girl. I was at your wedding and everything. But I really appreciate this conversation. Once again, Shaq, thank you for joining us on the balcony. Um, You guys... Once again, thank you guys so much. I love the feedback. Thank you for you guys sharing it. Thank you for everything. You guys just fuel my heart. Um, you guys can find me on Instagram on conversations.on.the.balcony. You can send me an email at balconyconversations at gmail. Once again, I'm just a regular girl having regular conversations or uncomfortable conversations. I'm down with, with whatever. So I will see you guys again next week. Bye.